Hi, I'm Irene Yanku, and this is my podcast. I have spent my entire career in dentistry learning. Learning about new technology, techniques to better my clinical skills, and now I'm a practice owner and leader. In life as a learner, I've noticed my truest love for learning has not been about teeth or what material is best to use for a core buildup. It's been learning about people in our dental community. The educators, scientists, clinicians, business owners, and advocates, their stories, their lives, their why, and their what's next. Getting to know them as humans, identifying how they work, what their rituals are, while highlighting them as the true trailblazers in dentistry. And that's what I do here on the show. So hold on to your suction. It's about to get slippery here on the Tooth or Dare podcast. Welcome back, peeps, to another episode of the Tooth or Dare podcast, peeps, with your peep, Irene. Hello. I hope you're having a great day. If you're listening to this in the car, welcome. If you're watching this on YouTube, nice to see you again. Hope you're all having a wonderful day. What day is it for me? Today's Monday, Monday morning. I'm about to go to the office to, you know, do the patient thing. Had a wonderful weekend, and this episode was recorded this weekend, on th- it was actually Thursday with Dr. Neki Jamal live at ODA at the Phillips booth. And it's part one of two, um, getting to know who Dr. Neki Jamal is, who's a really cool dude. And you haven't seen him on my podcast before, but I've been on their podcast. He also has a co-host named Akil who interviewed me a little while ago. And I think after part two, I'll release the kind of podcast that I did with them on like a Thursday, kind of like a throwback situation. And I think that'll be really fun. They're both really interesting dudes, and uh, particularly Neki, who I got to know kind of a little bit more on a personal level during this episode, really released a lot of stuff um, about you know his upbringing and the reason why he became a dentist, and now why he mentors other dentists, helping them learn how to navigate tough extractions and not make the mistakes that he made when he started taking out thirds so really cool so that was uh that was my thursday did a couple of interviews and uh, especially this one and then thursday night i flew out to uh, seattle washington to deliver a lecture at a dental hygiene study club there that's run by uh, ben johnson who's also an, he's an oral surgeon not also an oral surgeon but he is an oral surgeon um out there and that was really cool too i'll be back in i think september to do another study club in Seattle, Washington. So if you're in the area and you want to come, send me a message and I'll figure out how to get you registered. Um, so yeah, that's it. That's all. I learned a lot in this lesson. In this, I learned a lot of lessons in this episode just talking to Neki and it was an interesting morning. You know, things weren't working out the way we wanted them to. The screens weren't working. The like table was a different size, but you know, the two of us kind of just sat there letting people do what people do. And really uh, had a moment of appreciation, not for what we were just about to proceed to do with the podcast, but that we are pretty fortunate to be kind of in the positions that we are. So it was a learning moment from the beginning of of this episode. So I hope you enjoy it. Thank you so much to our friends at Phillips for sponsoring this episode and allowing us to come into your space. 
It was wonderful. And uh, our sponsor message today is from someone on their team answering a very important question. How do you prevent sensitivity when whitening, uh, particularly with Zoom whitening, before we begin? So let's head into that sponsor message, and then I'll catch you on the flip side of this episode. Peace out, peeps. Bye. This episode is sponsored by our friends at Philips. Uh, obviously, you can see that we've been recording here if you're watching this on YouTube. I'd like to introduce you all to Lindsay Daly, who is the Professional Education Manager for Canada. Correct. Also an RDH. Yes. Also a science freak. And all, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And also a really cool person. Oh, thanks. Um, today's topic that we want to discuss is whitening sensitivity. And I use that as a very broad topic more so sensitivity management prevention and what dental professionals can expect or the conversations we should have with our patients before we decide what we're going to do whether it be take home whether it be an in-office zoom procedure um what should that conversation kind of look like and how do we as clinicians take this as part of the the process of care not just like managing something if it happens at the end right so like we know with whitening and not just Philips products with whitening we can have sensitivity the reason is because of that fluid movement and the tubules and um, so sensitivity happens sometimes right and um, we tend to react reactively when yeah. it's already there um, and Usually desensitizing agents don't start working right away. So it takes a couple of weeks for, uh, you know, potassium nitrate to start working. So we should be kind of dealing with it proactively, like you yeah. said, versus reactively. Because uh, sensitivity is actually, I believe, I'm, don't quote me on this, but one of the top reasons that patients don't fulfill the treatment recommendation on whitening. I mean, so anecdotally, I can tell you that that's, one of, that's the first question is, you know, they'll click off on their medical history that they are dissatisfied with the color of their teeth. And when you ask, have they whitened before, are they considering any form of whitening? They're like, I've heard that it makes your teeth sensitive. And they immediately use the P word, pain, right. versus, you know, it being a temporary discomfort. Um, and maybe that's just because there wasn't a protocol in place. There wasn't where, a protocol. And wherever... Exactly. You wherever know. they went and like you know so and then if they're dissatisfied with and then if you ask them oh you did whitening were you happy with the color sometimes they say oh no i didn't really work and then the next question should be well did you finish the yeah. two weeks or the whatever was recommended no my teeth were sensitive so it's exactly a protocol yeah. so you want to address it so we suggest when you're doing in office um i i've seen your post that you you did talk about the, yeah. the protocol so you want to recommend a decent desensitizing toothpaste for your yeah. patient two weeks before um, you know, you can recommend ibuprofen um, yeah. about a half an hour prior to treatment for in-office if that's okay and not contraindicated yeah. for your patient. Um, we also suggest using Relief ACP, which is found in the in-office kits. Yeah. Um, it's a phenomenal product. There's amorphous calcium phosphate, so you kind of block those tubules, mm -hmm. uh, partially block them, and then you have the potassium nitrate. So you, that comes in the in-office whitening kit. So we always suggest making those trays in advance prior to doing the in-office treatment so that you can send that home with your patient direct them to wear the ACP prior to coming in. They can even use it for a week or so before. They can leave your office wearing the trays in. with it in their mouth. It yeah. really just helps things be more comfortable. ACP is available to be purchased 
not just it, uh, besides. I'm thinking in French, but I, I Paul. So uh, besides, so you can buy yeah. that product on its own. I used to recommend it to some of my patients who just suffered from severe sensitivity. Yeah, it works Exposed phenomenal. Roots. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and what? How do you feel about a high parts per million? Aside from like an over-the-counter potassium nitrate toothpaste, what do you? How do you feel about like a high? 750, 900, 1100, right. 5000 5, parts yep. per million. 100% sodium fluoride. Yeah. That's very important that it's sodium uh, right. because something like stainless fluoride uh, does completely block the tubules so it can interfere with, with the results. With the results. Um, and as, as well it does stain. So yeah. you want to stick with the sodium fluoride. So yeah. yes, or there's like MI paste. Yeah. Um, that are, are partially blocking the yeah. tubules so solutions yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah exactly. Absolutely. All right, so let's recap protocol or addition to whatever sensitivity your, management right, protocol, management protocol. Right. and I encourage everyone to like write this out put it on a laminated sheet in your office manual I mean have a team meeting about like let these are the things that we want to do to be prepared and I think when when someone comes to you and says I don't want to whiten my teeth because of the fear of sensitivity you can confidently say we've, we've got a process in place for that uh, if it's not for sensitivity, is there any other reason why you wouldn't want to do it? Then, like, right, exactly. Let us control that. So, number one is take those impressions ASAP. Right. Right away. Don't wait to take them in between sessions, like a lot of people do. Right. Like, patient comes in, they're seated. You take their you take their impression, and then you put on the gel and the fifteen minute timer, and you're frantically We're running to pour. Your store stone hardens right, enough and to, then you yeah. come back, you take the gel off, you put another layer, you run out, you separate them, and you drop them, yeah. and then you're back, and then you cut them, and like we've done that, yeah, we've all done it. We've all Let's done be it. honest. Yeah. Yeah. But is it the best course of action? No. So take the impressions right away. Yeah. If you know you have someone that suffers from sensitivity, sensitivity send right. them home with the ACP gel right. and a higher parts per million right. toothpaste or a toothpaste for sensitivity. sensitivity. Yeah. Make Number sure two. it's not the rapid relief or yeah. a pro, pro, uh, pro right. relief. You want a, a it's because they completely yeah. uh, block the tubules and it can interfere. Yeah. So you want to do so we a like potassium a, nitrate. So we like a ClinPro 5000. We like a MI paste. We like a sensitivity, like Sensodyne. Yep. Like regular Sensodyne. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. The OG one. Yep. So those are three good ones. And obviously they come in a different price point too. Right. So that. And right. then... In over the counter um, Advil for you can do, for, yeah, inflama prior, for the inflammatory, mm -hmm. and then take take those trays home right out, ACP, right away. Yeah, during procedure, the clinician or whoever's per performing the procedure can paint the relief ACP on, on the, the linguals okay. to help during the procedure. Um, so that's all kind of in office. So you, how do you do that? Just with like a little Q-tip or something? Yeah, you can just use a little, like a, a little, little brush. micro brush. Mm -hmm, micro brush, yeah. Just and that helps on the too. Yep. And then yeah. another tip and trick uh, that I use is if I notice that there's uh, wear on the lower Liqu upper end tiers, I take the liquid, liquid dam. dam. Yeah. yeah, I take the liquid dam to the incisal yeah. edges. I even kind of go down a little bit yeah, you on can the even, lingual yeah, side. Yeah, and you can go down on the lingual. You can go up if there's uh, abfraction or yeah. cover because... Because the whitening happens in the dentin, yeah. you're not going to have what we call like a Little tan spots. line. Yeah, yeah. It, the tooth will whiten. Yeah. So it helps protect and make that patient comfortable. Awesome. Well, mm -hmm. you heard it here first, y'all. Thank you, Lindsay, for these tips. Always a pleasure. And hopefully this helps clinicians feel a little bit more comfortable getting over that you know initial barrier yeah because yeah. nobody wants discomfort no i and mean you don't want your patient and, to be and that's discomfort. not a good referral for us no, too absolutely. right no. those google reviews are very valuable they are very cool. valuable yeah. here's our episode welcome back peeps to another episode of the tooth or dare podcast recorded live at oda at the phillips booth with my friend 
Dr. Neki Jamal. Yeah, yeah. What up, bro? <laughs> oh my God, you're here. You're I, here in Toronto. It's finally happening. You're here in 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 my hometown. Yeah. And how are you? I'm I'm doing well. I'm 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 really pumped up. I got are a you? couple lectures today, but I don't give a crap about those because I'm here. <laughs> Truth or dare? Let's go. This is what I'm talking about this. right here. Okay, Man, so before no 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 no. This is my show now. I feel like you're about to bust out in a rap. You're no, like, I'm in West Philadelphia, <laughs> born and raised. To all the listeners, because I know What's there's up? there's there's tons. There's three of them. There's here's the, the same thing. three. Uh, maybe my dad will will check in. So oh. now you got four. But Irene, what everyone needs to know about you is how amazing you are. Oh. Because you really embody that the the mentality of less egos more amigos oh because man the, there's so that. there's so many egos in dentistry we all we all got one let's be honest right but irene's coming out here and she's she's trying to help everyone she can she wants nothing in return i'm like irene i got a gift for you i want to bring you my <laughs> favorite coffee they have beans. no idea what you're talking and, and about she, and i'm like i'm like man you're gonna make me cry no 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 irene <laughs> they don't need to know what i'm talking about but irene it, it's it's you are you your persona and what you're doing for everyone around you is changing our profession and this is what we need and this is this is what i want to be like you you are the, the way that you talk the way that you carry yourself the way that you bring everyone along the ride with you this is what we need in dentistry oh right my now God. so hell yeah irene let's go <laughs> I'm going to cry. This is, that's a lot. That's a lot right off the top here. This is no. supposed to be me drilling you, not no, like no, no. you, like. So where were you born, me, Irene? Oh my God. <laughs> West Philadelphia. <laughs> so I was born and raised. Um, wow. Okay. Well, for those of you that you will see, because I haven't aired it yet, but I was on your podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is what he's talking about. He's talking about your podcast, which is the Hi, I'm Doctor podcast. I literally am tearing up right now. You're making <laughs> me ruin my makeup. Um is a virtual podcast, but yeah. you're recording live here for yeah. the first time. Totally, it's my first live And Akil, yeah. who's your podcast co-host, he's a dental student, and you'll hear all about him, um, came over to my house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, just opened up my suitcase full of stuff. I'm like, okay, so take a video of how you set this all up. Anyway, so that's what we're talking about. But it's my pleasure. And I think podcasting is, is such an underutilized forum in dentistry, although yeah. we have so many podcasts not nearly as much as they do in like healthcare and like mental health space i mean even like just like kids stuff there's yeah. more podcasts in kids gaming than there is in dentistry oh, totally. so we talked about this like earlier like what what are we doing this for it's like to help people learn yeah. right to get better and, and it's, it's just so much fun and, and even yeah. people are saying like oh you helped me get through this or you know you helped yeah. me with this i'm like no I hate to say it, I did it for me. Yeah. Because I'm, I got to meet this person, I got to talk to them, I got to pick read, their brain. Read what it says in my notebook. What's this? This is my podcast notebook. I like to interview people on podcasts so I can call it education, but really, it's so I can make new friends. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, so, it's so true. That's what. So every time I start a new podcast notebook, which is like every season I have a new yeah. notebook, I come up with like a reason, a like mantra. my reason why I do it. And it's, it's your why. It's my why for podcasting. Okay. I love it. Less tears, more education. But first, <laughs> part one of two, well, let's talk about you. Like, where okay, did you okay. come from? Where did you, let's say, take me back to birth. Like, do you birth. remember what, like, sliding out of the womb was like? It was slippery, Yeah, I think. Very I moist. <laughs> <laughs> it 
Ew. I did it. It's such a word that we don't uh, want to say, right? Um, I bought cupcakes for the team this week because yeah. it was so we celebrate like random things. So it was like National Cupcake Day. So yeah. I just like Uber eat some cupcakes, and one of my assistants called it moist, and we were all just like we all stopped mid bite, and we're just staring at her. Um, so tell me, yeah, where yeah, where did so you come from? I was uh, born and raised in Calgary. Okay. And. Uh, um, you know, life was good. I don't know how deep you want to get deep. here. I, deep. I mean, and I will, and I will dig. You want, you want, I'll, I'll dig. I, you don't even have to dig. Okay? I so, am Barbara Walters today. When I was, uh, uh, when I was in grade four, we moved to Africa. That's oh, where my parents are from. Where in Africa? Uh, Nairobi, Kenya. No way. Yeah, they're from Tanzania. But wow. Yeah, so we lived there for a year and then realized. Like right in Nairobi. Right, right, right in the in, heart of Nairobi. Right in Nairobi. Yeah, in Nairobi? Did you say Nairobi? Nairobi. 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 Yeah. Nairobi. Nairobi, yeah. Uh, we lived there for a year. And then we moved, so do you speak Swahili? I wish. I used to I used to know some words. I went to a private school there and it was an English private yeah. school. So um, it's just what you do when you're there. If you're if you're English. Yeah. Like so where yeah. do you remember much of it? Um, I've I been to Africa, I've been to Kenya yeah, and Tanzania yeah. and Nairobi, and yeah. I remember Nairobi to be just like this crazy, busy city. Oh, totally. Just like people everywhere. Totally. And Roads not and great. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, no, I didn't experience any crime, but yeah. I remember it to be like I still intense. Remem- remember um, the security guard, because everyone down there, like you have a security guard, and like, don't get me wrong, we do not have money. Like we do not come for money, but we have a security guard there. And I mean, you have to. It's either yeah. that or, yeah. You get pow-pow, right? And, uh, <laughs> or pop-pop. Anyways, the, uh, um, I remember someone paid him off. No. And he was missing for a day, and then our, the house got broken into, the no. car was stolen. Like, But that's that's just what it is. But I only lived there for a year. So, okay. like, and I was a kid. What made your parents want to move back? from Going from Calgary to, uh, to like, yeah. East Africa, that's, like. Well, that, that's, that's where they were from, and, and yeah. I think, uh, you know, uh, like there was no good like business opportunities here my parents don't have very much education yeah. and I love like I love my dad to pieces and and he uh, uh, he never really went to school you know yeah. and so he he was a like a construction store clerk at a at a drywall store in Calgary for like almost 20 years wow and uh, so I think he went there just looking for an opportunity yeah right? and then came back here and and uh, my parents got divorced okay when I was 13 when you moved back and that honestly Irene that changed my life oh, no. for the best really yeah so I don't know you know I'm just gonna say it okay I haven't seen my mom since 1993 really? no 1996 I haven't okay. seen my mom since 1996 everyone's like Nikki you know like don't you want to reach out to your mom whatever it's, I haven't seen my mom since, since 1996. How old were you? Uh, 13. 13. Okay. And so same time. Yeah. yeah. And the last words she said to me were, have a good life. You're going to amount to nothing. <gasps> and I said, okay, I'm going to show you. Oh. And boom, I got to work. And wow. that's still like, I know Why it's like. Why did she say that to a 13 year old? I know, like, right? It's just, you know, messed up. Did she up like family. not want kids? I or? guess. It's just, I don't know. She never reached out to me. I've never reached out to her. Did but, your dad uh, ever say anything of like. No, my man, my dad is such a badass. Because like he's, he, he didn't even know how to cook. Oh. And here he is with a 13 year old in his lap now and being like, uh, where do we begin? Yeah. And so he learned to cook. He learned to take care of me. And he was always like, you know, Neki, do you want. Like, I remember driving in a car. I'm going to tear up. I'm driving in a car around Calgary because we had nothing left to do. And back then, gas was like 49.9. Yeah. So that's what you do, yeah. right? You drive. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I remember him saying, is this the life you want? Hmm. Is, this, is, this, is this what you want in life? And I said, no. He was like, broke. You don't, have, you don't know where your next meal is coming from, right? And then he was like, get to work. Wow. Boom. 
got a job at oh Pizza God, Hut like here. the next the next week started working at Pizza Hut and that was your first job that was my first job 14 years old working at Pizza Hut because you know you can get a SI at the social insurance number at, at 14 got got a job at Pizza Hut worked I put away uh, $250 every single month for since then paying for school and so I saved up, I opened up my own RESP. No way. Yeah. And then so I started and I made enough for my first couple of years of university, working, you know, flinging pies and, 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 uh, and slicing, or slinging slices, you know what I mean? It was, that was, that was my life. And I remember I'd work like three in the morning, Saturday night. What are you doing this for? Because I got to go to school. I got to go to school. Yeah. And I was never the smartest kid. I'm still not the smartest kid. I got meat hooks for hands. I'm not the best dentist <laughs> out there. You know, we, 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 we care and we have this drive in us that like no one can take but that away But not everyone from. has that. I mean, if you, you can, like, and I, you know, I've interviewed a lot of people and you hear a lot of different stories, right? Yeah. And the, like the why, the why you got into what you're doing. And we, we all have a different reason why. The real important question that I'll ask you later is why did you stay? But I think the, the driver for some people, that could be a huge detriment. Like you're uh, like... You know, home life, like, you, you could have taken that conversation you had with your mom and it could have put you in a deep depression. Oh, totally. Drugs and, and all that shit. And it, you could have yeah. turned out, like, we, we could be having a very different conversation oh, today. totally. I think the thing is, like, you know, all my friends back then, they smoke weed, they drink, all that kind of stuff. And she said, you're just going to be a drug dealer. You're going to turn out to nothing. And it was almost just my mind. Well, do you think she was, like, portraying her own insecurities out on oh. you? Like, have you ever, like... Had a therapy sesh with someone to oh, like yeah. help you understand. Oh no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm in, a, I'm in a really good place. Yes, I have gone for therapy for sure. Everyone There's no needs shame to. in it. No, I mean, everyone yeah. needs to. It's, yeah. it's a must. But like you have to talk things out. But uh, um, no, I, I just I, I couldn't tell you to this day. And and people ask me like, do you have a desire to reach out? And I'm like, no, I'm fine. Yeah, like no. me and my dad were homies. And and uh, no, I, I don't know what I would I don't know what I would do without him. And and he's he's absolutely amazing. And and the thing that changed my life was. When I was uh, when I was at that time, and and we didn't have any money, and we didn't have a place to sleep because it was just my dad and I, and, and we had zero money. We were sleeping at friends' houses to get by. My dad, I, I, now I'm gonna really cry. He took out a loan just so I could get braces. Stop. Because I had I had a gap between my teeth so wide you could drive a, drive a truck through it. No way. What kind of kid? What kind of fat, chubby, six foot four kid? We need kid a photo of this. Is just. <laughs> We need it now. <laughs> I don't even know if I have one. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I don't have any photos or anything when I was a kid. Wow. Anyways, he uh, he took out loan got me braces. And honestly, Irene, it's like I grew two inches. It was like I, I, I could stand up with my back yeah. straight. I could talk to people. I could look people in the eye. Yeah, I was still a chubby kid, but at least I had confidence. You know right. what I mean? And then it was like, dude. I need to give someone else that confidence because it changed my life. Is that what made you want to go into dentistry? Absolutely. No way. Yeah, yeah. Totally. That one, totally. I don't just care. That, yeah. like, I honestly, I know there's other people out there that that you know repair heart valves and you know uh, get rid of brain tumors and I mean, th- that's not me. Yeah. I'm I'm here to give someone the ability to walk two inches taller. That's mm-hmm. my mission in life. And whether that's through dentistry with my patients or other dentists helping them achieve their you know their practice success and and uh, you know getting out teeth faster and, and just giving people the confidence to. Yeah. I just want to be people's hype man. Because there was no hype man when I was a kid. My dad was my hype man giving me braces, right? So I feel like I, I, my purpose in life is to be that for my other dentists. And, and it's just so wicked that at 39 years old, I, I'm, I'm where I want to be, you know? 
Is this where you thought you would be? I, this is not where I thought I was going to be. This is way ahead of where I thought I no was way. ever going to be. Oh, I never thought I was ever going to. Like, I remember going to PDC, Pacific Dental Conference, yeah. 2009, brand new grad. And I remember going to a lecture, my very first CE. And I look at this guy on stage and I'm like, damn. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Who is this guy? And he's talking about some 3M composite or something yeah. like that. And then he's like, you know, hawking all the 3M products. And I'm yeah. like, is this a commercial or is yeah. this like, and I'm like, no, no, no. This is, it, it's still cool. Like you got a room full of people that, that like look up to you. And then I got my first speaking gig in, in 2015 and, and, uh, how did were, you like, do that? How did you, first of all, where'd you go to dental school? U of S. So okay. University of Saskatchewan. So I grew up in Calgary. Okay. So you either go to U of A in Edmonton, UBC in Vancouver yeah. or U of S cool. in, uh, uh, Saskatoon. What that, what that run you? <laughs> Uh, as back a, then, back then, so 2009, it was 32 grand a year plus, uh, plus living, plus, plus living, books. plus supplies. So like I graduated yeah. about 200, 200 K in debt. It's not bad, man. No, Canadian dollars. Now, Canadian. Yeah. yeah, yeah Canadian that's, that's dollars. So I was like, what? 20 grand Americans American. like yeah. eat, that's like one year at NYU. Oh, totally. <laughs> totally. Man. That's one year. Yeah. And I, the, the, so I've, I've got like asked that question a lot and like the, the, like amount like highest amount is someone graduated 750k usd oh, that sounds like an orthodontist from usc yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly who it was yeah yeah crazy that's nuts yeah, yeah. i don't even know how you, an american i don't know how you even begin to pay that off kidney you know? donation like totally i'll only I give you 10 in, grand, i think in the man. u.s they pay you for your blood like i think that's what you've just figured out how many times can you donate blood and then you just just walk around with the bag You're right <laughs> jeez i'm making more which one's the organ that regenerates is that the liver <laughs> or the kidney. Like, I can never remember. We'll it's definitely both. not the pancreas. <laughs> uh, okay, so then, and you never wanted to go into ortho. No, no. It's Interesting. It's just so boring. So you were just boring. like, thank you for fixing my gap and giving me two inches yeah. on my personality and my, my yeah. but like, you could keep your, your wires. And totally. I just, I never, I never found it. Like uh, when I got into school and you, you learn about ortho and then you go to shadow them and it was just like, nah. you know, seeing 90 patients a day if not more like yeah. it's just it's just not fun they have a great don't get me wrong they have a great life work life balance yada yada it just wasn't for me i just I, it wasn't hands-on enough for me yeah yeah and uh i actually thought i was going to go into process school oh and then like my profs during school were like you know necky like you should apply here we'll write your recommendation letters you, you have the grades you you should do this and then i graduated and i was like i hate crowns hmm. and so like it's you know I haven't prepped a crown in seven years. No way. Because I just, I just can't, don't like it. I just, it just You haven't prepped a crown that yeah. long? Yeah. So what does your day-to-day look like? I just take out, take out teeth. Take That's out a lot it. Of, take out a lot of wisdom teeth to do sedation. And then uh, I do implants. And, and I, I just, I love that part of life. I see maybe, you know, seven, ten people a day. Cool. And uh, I've, I have so much fun. I get to build relationships with my patients. And, and people always ask me, like, well, why didn't you just go into oral surgery? And I said, well, you know, I, I probably should have. Yeah. Let's be honest. Is that one of my regrets in life? I mean, you still a- could. Absolutely. Oh, I, to- I totally still could. But, like, I have such a great practice. Yeah. Like, I have two other partners. And in 2009, we, you know, bought out a clinic. We grew it. Now we're at 22 chairs. and 22 yeah, chairs. And we have, it's just such a great Damn. practice. And so I have so much fun at work. And I'm like, I don't really want to give that up. Yeah. And like the same kids that I was coaching basketball on when I first, like, was a dentist. I'm now taking out all their wisdom teeth. And, and it's just, it's like I built this community around me. 
So you know cool. what I mean? I have an amazing office manager. I have an amazing, you know, like my, my partners at work. Yeah. They're awesome. It's hard when you're like no. so in, so yeah. deep. Totally. To like leave it in someone oh, else's totally. hands. I, I totally, totally hear you. And then, um, but yeah. you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm having so much fun. I have the ability to come out here and, and meet new people and it's wicked. Yeah. yeah. Cool. I think we should segue into our part two. Okay. Any, any, <laughs> any final words for the peeps listening about Neki life? Um, this is the episode with Neki. <laughs> if anyone's wondering. I don't. Uh, we'll I, leave I, it till the very I, end. Well, yeah. I, right. I, I just don't even know because it, life can take you in so many different directions. And until you say yes to everything, you'll never know where it goes. Yeah. And that's exactly how I got to where I am today. Oh, my God. Yeah. All right. Stay tuned for part two. Yeah. Dr. Neki. Oh, hi. So you made it all the way to the end. Thank you for sticking around. And I hope you enjoyed this episode, found it informative, entertaining, and of course, as per usual, find me hilarious. If you liked what you heard, it would really mean a lot to me if you could show your support by liking, commenting, or sharing this episode with a friend or family member. Your feedback and engagement helped me get on the mic today, and it would also improve our future shows and reach more people who maybe could benefit from our content as well. If you haven't already, please consider subscribing to my podcast on your favorite platform or on YouTube. Follow along on this crazy journey with me at toothlife.irene and at toothordare.podcast on Instagram and Twitter. That way you'll be the first to know when episodes are released and you won't miss a beat. I appreciate your support and look forward to bringing you more great episodes in the future. From my team to yours, thanks again for listening and I'll catch you on the flip side.